Hello and welcome to another teaching from 119 Ministries. Our ministry believes that the whole Bible is true and directly related to our lives today. If you would like to know more about what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. If you enjoy this video, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe to our channel by hitting the button down below. We hope that you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. Perhaps you have heard it said that the Word of God clearly says that we are not to make an image of any likeness in heaven above or the earth below. Thus, we need to throw away that picture on the wall, our photos of our family, or any artistic rendering of anything remotely close to being an image of something found in heaven or earth. One might go on to hear that it is said that the Word of God is very clear on this matter based on Exodus 20, chapter 4. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. If we stop there and fail to consider the context, then we might come to the conclusion that nearly all art, sculptures, graphics, etc. are an abomination to Yahweh. Suddenly the trash cans become very full. Please do not get us wrong. If that were the correct understanding of this commandment, then we would certainly want to follow and teach His instructions that way. However, is that really what God is stating here? As always, we encourage all to test everything. We are big believers in context, and the context on this matter is critical. If we don't apply the context by reading verses before or after other verses, we can walk away with some rather disturbing doctrines. In Psalm 10:4 and 14:1, it clearly says that there is no God. Now, anyone who has read any of the rest of the Bible can easily see that such a claim does not line up with the rest of the Word of God. In fact, there is no such thing as the Word of God if there is no God. It is when the words before and after that it is said there is no God are read and comprehended that the true understanding of Psalm 10.4 and 14.1 are understood correctly. In doing so, we find it is the foolish that say there is no God. Likewise, understanding the second commandment includes the same approach. The solution to understanding the second commandment is to read the whole commandment, not just a portion of it in verse 4. When we examine the whole context of the second commandment, we quickly discover that it is about not making objects in order to worship or bow down to them. Exodus 20 You shall not make for yourself a carved image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, Yahweh your God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commands. What makes more sense? Let's consider two different examples of circumstances. Are we to suggest that Yahweh would be a jealous God if we painted or took a photo of a bird? Those focusing only on verse 4 would suggest so. Or, does it make more sense that if we painted or sculpted a bull and then bowed down to it as a false god Molech, then Yahweh would be a jealous god? When we focus on the context, does this appear to be the proper intent of the commandment? Is the difference clear? See how both examples include the making of an object found in heaven or on earth, but one includes the worship to false gods and the other does not. 
The difference between these two scenarios is the same difference we find in Exodus 20. In one interpretation, one pays attention only to verse 4 and yields an improper understanding and application. In the other interpretation, one includes the context of verses 4 through 6 and results in a proper understanding and application. We are certainly not to worship creation, but that does not mean that God is against showing appreciation for its beauty by taking its picture. Let's read the commandment again, noting the clear difference in application we just discussed as compared to the whole context of the commandment. Exodus 20. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. And in what way are we not to make such images? Verses 5 through 6. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, Yahweh your God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. Now, for most, that would be enough to understand the whole context of the commandment and then live it out in their daily practice of walking out the Torah. But we will provide another example of how the context always includes the worshiping and bowing down to creation and false gods. Deuteronomy 4. Beware lest you act corruptly by making a carved image for yourselves in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any animal that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the air, the likeness of anything that creeps on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the water under the earth. That seems to be rather clear to the person who stops here. However, the context and purpose continues into the very next verse, and we should want to take every bit of context into account. Verse 19, And beware lest you raise your eyes to heaven, and when you see the sun and the moon and the stars, all the hosts of heaven, you be drawn away and bow down to them and serve them, things that Yahweh your God has allotted to all the peoples under the whole heaven. There are also other examples in the Torah relating to not making images of what is in heaven above or the earth below. However, in every instance, the context is about worshiping and bowing down to them. Again, that should be enough to settle the matter for most people. However, there is even more evidence to consider if one is really still not convinced. We should all agree that God's character, holiness, and righteousness is defined by His own law, His Torah. Meaning this, it is against God's character and definition of the standard of holiness and righteousness for Him to define what is good and then violate that same standard. Would we want to accuse God of violating what He calls good, holy, and righteous? Would we want to accuse God of breaking the Torah? If breaking the Torah is sin, do we want to accuse God of being sinful? Of course not. Such thinking should be considered absurd for all the believers in the faith. That all being said, there is something very important to realize and consider. Consider the Ark of the Covenant, Exodus 25. And you shall make two cherubim of gold, of hammered work shall you make them, on the two ends of the mercy seat. Make one cherub on the one end, and one cherub on the other end. Of one piece with the mercy seat shall you make the cherubim on its two ends. The cherubim shall spread out the wings above, overshadowing the mercy seat with their wings. Their faces one to another toward the mercy seat shall the faces of the cherubim be. Cherubim are heavenly beings. So if the second commandment specifies that God's people should not make images of anything in heaven above, and here we find in Exodus 25 God commanding His people to make images of the things in heaven above, would we not consider that a contradiction? 
it most certainly would be. Other examples we could mention are the pomegranates on the high priest's robes, or the tabernacle, or the menorah with its almond leaves. And there are many more possible examples. Here's another one. Did Yahweh instruct Moses to sin when he made the image of the serpent, which is an image found in the earth below? Numbers 21. And Yahweh said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole. And if a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. So, did Moses sin by making an image of the earth below? Clearly not. Yahweh does not instruct us to sin. However, the serpent became an issue when Israel began to worship it. It was at that time that it was escalated to a matter of breaking the second commandment in the Torah. 2 Kings 18.4 He removed the high places and broke the pillars and cut down the Asherah. And he broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For until those days of the people of Israel had made offerings to it. All this should serve to properly illustrate the importance of considering context. When the second commandment was spoken to Israel in Exodus 20, there was more to it than simply verse 4. In the Torah, there are examples of those making images in the heaven above and the earth below. It was and is not an issue unless they are being bowed down to or being worshipped. So, in other words, to interpret the second commandment in such a way that we're not permitted to make any images of anything in heaven above or earth below is clearly misguided. When you miss the context of being related to using images to worship false gods, it is easy to see how one can make such an error. Such a narrow understanding of the second commandment is certainly not compatible with the word. Thus, making images is okay, as long as it is in the right way for the right reasons. We hope that this teaching has blessed you. And remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. If you feel led to support 119 Ministries so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations.